please turn with me tonight to the Gospel of John, chapter 15. I know we talked about some love in this chapter Sunday night about Jesus laying down his life for us. In verse 13, it said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And we, we took that back and connected that with abiding in Christ. But, but I want to talk about love in this, this parable in, in a different way tonight. And, and I usually hardly ever title my messages after a secular song. I have before, maybe one or two times through the years, but, and we're going to tonight. Title of the message is, What's Love Got to Do With It? Um, read with me the first eight verses. By the way, I didn't think about the lyrics to that song. Hopefully they're all good. Anyway, um, John chapter 15 Let's read an extra verse tonight. There was no particular reason I parked on, you know, verse 7, but we're going to go to 8 tonight. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Well, we did not read the word love in those first eight verses. It's not there. We've, we've been sharing these verses for a while, and, and you don't read of love, not one time there. And, and what we have as a parallel for abiding in Christ here is the vine and the branch experience. I'm going to repeat myself some just for anyone who may not have been here for these messages because, you know, we, I, I personally have read over this several times, studied it, taught it in Sunday school, maybe had a sermon here and there, and just recently I just really started thinking about the vine and the branch. And the branch can't do anything without the vine. The vine supplies everything for the branch. The branch bears fruit. Something, something is seen in the branch that, that's beautiful and, and is something productive. But it wasn't the branch that was able to produce it or to look beautiful. It was the vine that supplied everything. Now, how about this? Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he also says in this chapter that you can do nothing without me. 
Praise the Lord that He's our supply. We read of this. Uh, we read of this parallel. We consider the abiding relationship in the vine branch concept that is given. And, and we've thought about a literal, literal vine and literally the branches. Now, what a, what a literal vine does for a branch does so because of the law of nature in, in, the, in the vine supplying for the branch. It supplies the branch with nutrients and with strength, and, and we have already talked about that already tonight. We've, talk, we've considered the supply. We apply this vine branch situation to our Lord Jesus Christ and us in the supply that we are given by Jesus Christ. But there's really, in, in everything we read, eight verses, there's really not an understanding uh, for a clear application of love here. You know, so, so as we think about this key to the Christian life of abiding in Jesus for everything that we need, what's love got to do with it? Verse 9, Jesus says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. No love so far, no clear application of, of love in this abiding relationship according to what we have here in the first several verses, but Jesus has taken care of that. He has made it clear. Jesus has added love because the, the vine itself, the vine and the branch situation itself, it doesn't imply personal affection in it. Jesus wants us to know, though, that love has everything to do with this abiding relationship that we are in with Jesus Christ. And He first makes it known by, well, let me call this a reflected love. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. God the Father loves God the Son. As the vine, the Son is completely dependent upon the husbandman, God the Father. Completely dependent on the Father's love. The strength and joy of Jesus when He walked this earth was the love of the Father in His life. Jesus lived upon this earth. Jesus died for us. And He depended on the love of the Father. He rested in the love of the Father in all that He did. It was the love of Father God that made Jesus the true vine. How did God show His love? to His Son, through His Son. What took place that this love was shown? Well, there are several things maybe we can mention, but, but how about the Father and everything He made known to the Son? He, he gave His Son the truth. Everything, everything was made known to Him. How about by making the Son equal to Himself? How about how God the Father lived in the Son 
and had God the Son live in him. They lived in one another. Remember that verse that keeps coming to my mind uh, without thinking about saying it again, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to wit or to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. The love of God the Father and the Son, the love of the Son for the Father, God dwelling in the Son, God working in and through His Son. He loves His Son. Make no mistake about it, the Father loves His Son with a most precious love. He gave His Son to die for us. Make no mistake about it, that the most prized possession of Father God was His Son, and He gave Him up to suffer in our place for our sins. He loves His Son. We cannot understand the depths of the Father's love for His Son. We can can praise God for a love that is greater than, than any love we could ever know. We can praise Him for a love that we can't even fully comprehend. But, but we know that it's a love greater than anything we could imagine. And we can't understand it all. But let me say this. That does not mean that we do not have an experience in this love. We do. The children of God have an experience in the love of God the Father for God the Son. Because this, I say this is a reflected love because this love between the Father and the Son, it's a received love by us. This love has flowed to you and I. Let's read it again, verse 9. As the, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. As the, as the Father loves the Son, the Son loves us. Jesus Christ loves us with the love of God. We have, we have an experience in this love. The branch has a heavenly experience of love, just as the vine does. God's the husbandman, and He loves the true vine, Jesus Christ. And we have a heavenly experience of this love as the branches. What God the Father's love is to Jesus, Jesus' love is to us. The love of God made Jesus the true vine. The love of the true vine has made you and I true branches of the vine, Jesus Christ. And Jesus also, He shows His love to us. How does Jesus love us? How has He shown it? What takes place in this relationship? Jesus longs with a desire to share everything with us that the Father has shared with Him. How how about that partaking? How about the fact that we share in the nature of Jesus? We have been given a divine nature in Christ. How does this life change? How, How are we a new creature in Christ? 
How do old things pass away and all things are become new? How the change in our lives, that, that's actually something that convicted me as I was sitting in adult Sunday school some years back. I had made a profession of faith when I was younger and a preacher baptized me and there was absolutely no change, no spiritual change in my life. And that brought me to such a destitute place when I heard that Jesus Christ changes our lives when He saves us. We have been given to share in His divine nature and the life that Jesus lived, the life that He is, lives in the child of God. This is how Christ loves us. And it's an intense, it's an eternal, it's a divine love that He loves us with. And, and given that, given that, and considering the love that He has for us in this relationship, we must ask ourselves if anything can truly hold us back from victory over our obstacles that we face in this life. And, and with that, the question must be asked, why would anyone hold back from being fully possessed by such a love as this? The greatest experience of love that there could ever possibly be for anyone. And it's found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The love of the Father for the Son is... is shed abroad in our hearts, as Romans chapter 5 says. The Holy Spirit, Romans 5, 5 says, has shed abroad the love of God in our hearts when we've come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the only way to experience the love of God. Everyone there has ever been is loved by God, but to share and to experience the love of God. The only way to do so is by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And when one receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to take up residence and live in our lives the moment that we receive Jesus. There's, there's not necessarily going to be a lot of uh, fireworks go off, don't necessarily look for a feeling, but you trust the Word of God and you're drawn by God and you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And the Holy Spirit sheds abroad God's love in our hearts, in our lives. That's the only way to get it. That's the only way to experience the love of, He loves everybody. The only way to experience it is to believe in Jesus, which is also receiving the Holy Spirit in our lives in that, in that very moment that we believe. There's not an earnest seeking for the Spirit after we've believed in Jesus. It happens at the same time. Romans 8, 9 says, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ... He is none of His. So we don't believe in Christ and then receive the Holy Spirit later. When we receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live in our lives. Christ dwells in the believer 
by way of the person of the Holy Spirit. And I say person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, it's, is a person, not, not, just, not just or not some force or, 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 or wind or, or power. The Holy Spirit's a person. And we know we share and experience this love that God is, that He has loved the Son with, that the Son has loved us with. We know we share in this experience of love by the Lord dwelling in our lives. The love that He loves His Son with. If that doesn't draw us more near to the Lord, if that doesn't draw us to trust Him more, that we might yield more to Him, for the most full experience of this love we could possibly have, I I don't know what will. If that doesn't move us, I, I just don't know how it would happen. There is, there is something for the Christian here for us to rejoice in every moment. We have been loved with an everlasting love. And there's never a moment in our lives when we're not loved with this everlasting love. There is nothing that you and I could do to cause us to not be loved by this love that God has for us, that He has loved us with. That's something to rejoice in every moment. And by the way, the Holy Spirit living in us and leading, in a, leading us never leads us to abuse that thought that, that we're loved no matter what. That, that it leads us to do the opposite. It leads us to engage and embrace this loving relationship as much as we possibly can. It's something to rejoice in. As the Father loves the Son, that's the way the Son loves us. Wow. The life of the vine, the life of the vine is in the branch. The love of the husbandman, Father God, for the vine, Jesus Christ, is the love of the vine for the branch, the children of God. And that's not just for a little while. That's not just a one-time occasion. That, that goes on and on. We talked about this being a reflected love because, because the love of the Father for the Son is the love to us, and it's a love that we have received when we have believed. But let's consider the fact that it's a remaining love. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Jesus, what's Jesus teaching us here? Continue in my love. This is the gear that our lives are to get in and to stay in. In the love of Christ. That's home base for us. That's headquarters all day long. No matter what, no matter what changes this life brings, no matter what challenges a day brings, this is where we belong. This is where Christ says we can be. This is what Christ has been known to us as believers, that, that we are in the love of Christ, that He loves us. That's home base. That's where Christ intends us to be. He saves sinners and then 
He puts us in His love. And let me tell you something, He can keep us there. If we will look to Him, if we will submit and yield to Him, that's where He wants to keep us. And I tell you what, that's a great place to be. That's a joyful place to be. That's a strong place for you and I to be. Christ adds this love right here in this teaching so we can connect the fact that abiding in the vine for our supply is also abiding in the love of Christ. It's a reality. Living in the experience of Christ's love, look, this, this is a reality. It's an experience for you and I. It's something that we know that we do. We abide in Christ. He, he loves us in a relationship. We are loved. We experience this love. And, well, this is a, not the statement of the year, but it's worth giving up anything in the world for. There's no comparison, though. There, there's no comparison. People go all throughout the world, and ultimately what they're looking for is the satisfaction that Jesus Christ will give. There's, there's nothing that compares to the love of Christ. It's worth laying down everything for that would get in the way of it. Christ makes this loving relationship absolutely true to us. The reflected love of the Father through the Son, it makes its way to us, to our heart, to an experience in our lives. It, this love of the Father... It took Jesus through this life. It took Him to and through His death to the grave. And then up from the grave, He arose. And He did this by an abiding relationship with the Father. God the Father did this through Him. God the Father loves God the Son. All that was done for the Son was done by the Father through the Son. And, and this love, this love and this abiding in Christ, it provides all for us. Everything we need, we find it in Him. You remember that commercial for ragu spaghetti sauce years ago? Somebody's listing ingredients. It's in there. It's in there. That's where it is. And everything we need is by our abiding in Christ. He is the vine, and, and whatever we need, it's in there. I didn't say whatever we want, but whatever we need, it's in there. He provides for us. This love does all and desires to give all to us. Can, can we stop and think about His love for a minute tonight and all that it does? Can we rejoice and praise the Lord for this love that he, has, that he has made known to us in His Word, that he, has been, that he has made known to us by experience in a relationship. It's something to praise the Lord for all the time. And as we look at what Jesus is teaching us here about abiding in Him, as many would read over it, probably me throughout the past, many will find that what they are trying to do in their lives as a Christian, only Jesus can do it. Only Jesus can do this.
through our lives. We can't. We're probably all guilty of wasting some time and spinning our wheels. I say wasting time. We learn the lesson eventually. The Apostle Paul learned the lesson eventually. And we get there where we understand. We, we can understand it by reading all of this right here. That what we try to do as a Christian, only Jesus can do. So it's not our striving, it's our resting in Him. It's the branch being provided for by the vine. It's not our struggling, it's not our fretting, it's not our striving. It's what He does through us. And we can rest in that. And He's willing to do it. He desires to do it. This is the secret of living this changed life that Jesus Christ has given us. When we see Jesus as the true vine... His divine love, willing to supply and to do all through our lives. He's willing to do it. Are we willing to believe it? Because that's where we get to. We try to live the Christian life in our own ability and, and we know something's missing and, 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 and we'll get frustrated and we'll get tired. We might even want to quit Some. Some people might even get to a place where, there's, where they wonder if there's anything to it. Are we willing to believe what Jesus is saying here? That when we rely on Him, when we rest in Him and trust Him as being who He says He is, the vine, that He's going to produce this Christian life through us. Are we willing to realize that because, because we can re get real busy and church it. We can get real busy and do something in this ministry and, and that ministry and, and going and, and, and there's not a lot of prayer in it. We're just trying to make sure we're, we're faithful to it and we're doing it and we're, we're lacking in the power supply department. The, the effects... You know, that's something to be concerned about. We don't demand results... But it sure is nice when we're a part of the results that the Lord makes in His work. If we don't see anything we'd love to see for a while, what are we going to do? We're going to be faithful and we're going to be able to put it on God because we're saying, you are the vine, we are the branches, and we're looking to you for this supply. We're not trying to do it ourselves. We're not turning this into man-made religion. We're not making this something out to be something it's not. We're trusting you. You bring about the results. You bring the increase, Lord. We're trusting you for that. He's willing to do it. Are we willing to believe it? Are we willing to see that this is possible, this life, this dependency, to get ourselves out of the way? That's hard to do. Get ourselves out of the way. That it's not about us, that we can't do it. We get ourselves out of the way, and our dependency is upon Him. This is possible. It's possible to live this life moment by moment that way while we are here before He takes, it, takes us home to heaven. Every, man, I tell you what, difficulties get overcome by depending upon Christ. 
Not by saying, Lord, I, you just watch this. You just watch how I take care of this for you, Lord. That's, he's not impressed with it. That's not what he needs. That's not what he wants. That's not what he requires. He says, you trust in me and in my strength and let me take care of it through you. Christ has given all for us and wants us to have him completely dependent upon him and none of his promises ever fail. He promises never to leave us. He wants us to have him completely. If we would just cast ourselves upon the Lord to work in and through us. That's, and that's something to always remember because the flesh is constantly going to rise up. There, there's, a, there's a wrong voice that's always going to whisper, look what you're doing. Look how good you're doing. Look how great everything's going and you're managing it. You're causing this to happen. Cast ourselves upon the Lord and let Him do the work. To turn to Christ this way, to turn to Christ this way requires that we turn from every other means that we might think that that can be used. Don't get me wrong. God uses people in our lives. God uses us in other lives. You know, God, God uses a job to, to get us income. God uses our income for His glory. But ultimately, He's, he's doing it all. And our trust, it's to be in Him. And to abide in Him means laying everything aside, turning away from dependency on any other means but Jesus Christ. It's, and a great help in that is just stopping and thinking about Him. How about we just stop and think about Him and all that He's promised and all that He'll do through us, all He can do through us. How much more can He do through us? We must look to Him as the vine and live in Him and His great love. And that decision, it will keep us turned from ourselves and it will keep us turned from our efforts as far as depending on them. And we will depend on Him. And He will do greater th things than He could ever do through us. He will bring forth fruit. He will bring forth more fruit, and He will bring forth much fruit. You and I, in our own effort and ability, prayerlessly, but walking through religion, we're never going to be able to do what Christ has promised to do through us. Christ in us, it's certain and it's sure. That's where victory is. We are able. We are, we are an able people to serve the Lord to do for Him, to bear fruit. But we are only able by abiding in Him. And to abide in Him means abandoning any other means. Any other means of a, of a trusting dependency uh, for, for anything that we do. It's, it's all about Him. And when we get there, what a great place to be that that there just isn't a thought. There isn't a thought of dependency anywhere else. It's all the Lord. Automatically, 
We, we, we say it's the Lord, and we know it's Him. It's kind of like on Sunday morning. It's not a decision about what we're going to do. We know we're going to come to church. We know we're going to come to church and serve the Lord. It's, it's a decision we made long ago that's settled, and that's what we do. How about if abiding in Christ and our dependency in, in everything and in all things, it's something that, that gets settled with the Lord, and it's pleasing to Him. And it's where He wants us to be. Just not a thought or a plan for any other provision. It stays on Christ and never changing. Abiding means our heart is always set and our eyes are always fixed on Jesus the true vine in all of His love. And that grows and that strengthens our faith. We must occupy ourselves with the love of Christ. We must just stop and fix our thoughts on the true vine, Jesus Christ, and the fact that He's named us branches. We are branches, and branches must abide to the vine. You know, John, 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 got, John got pretty mature in this, so let me say that. He called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. John got consumed in the fact that the love of the Father to the Son is a love that is passed into our lives that we share with Jesus Christ. And he says, I'm the disciple whom Jesus loves. How about when Jesus took out time from dying on the cross and said, John, take care of my mama. And John could have all the confidence in the world, walking in the love of Christ, that Christ would give him everything he needs as the true vine to be able to do what the Lord has asked him to do. How about, how about that affirming God's love in our lives? That we depend on him and he gives us the privilege of serving him. All of a sudden... There's a position and an opportunity to serve, and we, we get to occupy that. What a, what a confirmation of God's love in our lives. We ought to worship Him for His great love tonight. Jesus has specifically pointed out this love here, and we're to, we're to live in it. It's the realm we're to live in. The love of Christ is home for us while we're here on this earth. It's headquarters. We're called to live here, and we can. So as we have thought about abiding in Christ, as, as the branches connected to the vine, and that's the only way we're going to bear fruit, let us also think about the fact that it is abiding in His love. Jesus has added to and has made clearly known that to abide in Him, it's His love. It's His love that He wants us to be parked in. And how can, how can we not get overjoyed and praise the Lord for loving us the way He does? And, well, that's it for tonight. And uh, have the kind attention given to God's Word, and I hope He's done something in your life. You know, Pastor Stone has said before, and I've heard before, and 
and I've probably experienced before that God does more in the teacher or the preacher than, than, than the preacher trying to convey it, even though, the, even though it's the Holy Spirit that does that through us. But, but I pray that God's blessing you and giving you um, everything you need in this. And, and it's good to see uh, Craig Clow here tonight, and I, I'm going to ask him to close our Bible study in, in a word of prayer.